We all know dental school is hard, but being a dentist in the real world is even harder. And what about all those things they don't teach you in dental school, like how to talk to patients and when to buy a practice? New Dentist Boost Camp is here to help you. Easily download and watch 12 hours of valuable CE, giving you tools you will want to implement immediately to help with your day-to-day in the office and lessons that will help you through your entire dental career. Learn from Dr. Paul Goodman and top dental professionals. Gain confidence in crown preps, class 2 composites, root canals, and implants. Increase patient acceptance. Effectively communicate to your patients and your dental team. This beneficial course is $9.95, but because Dental Nachos loves to see happy dentists succeeding, they are offering new dentist boost camp to dental students for $3.95. Visit DentalNachos.com slash NDBC for more information and to purchase your discounted download of New Dentist Boost Camp. Watch it and re-watch it anytime. This will be an impactful reference tool that you can continue to learn from and use. Buy it today to help you find a good job, start paying your student loans back faster, and feel great about dentisting. That's what it's all about. Welcome to the Dental Amigos Podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here with you, Rob. Good to see you, Paul, and welcome to another episode of The Dental Amigos. Today, I'm going to chat with Paul about what Paul does, why he does it, and how he came to be Dr. Nacho. Uh, sort of like a, a Dr. Nacho origin story, as I like my, it. my daughter likes to say, right? Uh, and I thought, you know, this would be a good topic uh, for our show with the upcoming New Dentist Boost Camp 3. It's Roman numeral 3, yeah, Super Bowl style. It's Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, Dentist Team Boost, which uh, Paul is putting on uh, in a couple of months. And Paul coming off uh, a great uh, presentation at Mark Costas's Dental Success Summit. So uh, the first question, which is probably uh, on many of our listeners' minds, Paul, where does the whole nacho thing come from? Oh, I'm, I'm happy to answer there. You know, they always say, you know, talk about and do what you love. And I do love nachos. So we ask, you know, Dr. Nacho origin story. Dr. Nacho, you know, was, was always inside of me. I just had to bring him out. But, you know, it goes back to uh, me uh, being in central New Jersey growing up in the 80s. And uh, the food scene was a lot different back then. I, you had the... Uh, the Ground Round uh, was a popular choice. I remember that, uh, right? A place called Casa Lapita, which was like a Chi-Chi's uh-huh. and, uh, you know, like a hamburger place. So I always uh, requested that we went to Casa Lapita because they would give you the free nacho chips when you sat down. So you wouldn't have to wait for your wait for an appetizer. <laughs> right. And uh, 
I always was into, you know, I like business and thinking, you know, if I had a job, you know, what I, I you know, how could you make money? I didn't think, oh, I don't want to work for six bucks an hour. So I used to observe the servers and I said, man, this guy's making, you know, $8 from this table, $9 from this table. So like I realized my dream when I was 19, I worked at that same Mexican restaurant. Okay. Uh, I have to say that that was the first time I worked for a corporate group and they were really ahead of their time with how they trained us because they had manuals. Um, they had this phrase, uh, which I remember they give, give the customer the pickle, which means if someone asks for a pickle, you give it for free. Someone asks for extra guac, as you know, avocados are expensive. That's not for free. So we had all these systems, which I love now, about right. how we were trained, what we wore, uh, some of the hokey things people remember. And I, I probably, I, I won't do it for the for the audience, but I probably do remember the happy birthday song that, you know, they come out <laughs> with the fried ice cream. So you know the drill. I think it's probably good that you spare everybody. <laughs> yeah, spare that. Yeah. Uh, but what was interesting, and you know, back when I was 19, I was a you know sophomore at Villanova, and uh, my previous serving experience was at like a truck stop diner type place. So I went to the uh, corporate side. Um, but you know, I exercised all the time. I worked out. I had 19 year old metabolism, so uh, you could just eat as many nachos as you wanted, and I did. And they had these giant drawers. And for 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 a chain place, I give them credit. They made all the chips fresh each day. Uh-huh. Uh, so I just love nachos and, you know, I, I sort of became obsessed with uh, eating those. And then, you know, as I came to Penn Dental and then Einstein, um, we have, you know, the classic Elvez, which is like nacho headquarters now at 13th and Sansom. A right. lot has, I mean, you're, you're from the city, Rob, a lot has sprung up around Elvez. Uh-huh. But for a time being, that was kind of the only place yeah. that was there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and before that, there was nothing there. That, yeah, right. So, I mean, that's you know, a corridor of Philadelphia that amazes me what, what it is today versus what it was 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah, as we talk about our events, you know, when you come to the Boost Camp or New Dance Boost, I always walk people down that corridor because I say, you know, dentists have this sort of thing. They think they're in competition with each other and they're really not. And we walk down there and there's like, you know, 10 great restaurants all next to each other now. And I just show them how that kind of that, and we'll yeah, talk about this, you know, right. like-minded things breed like-minded mm-hmm. things. You know, it's a great, uh, great point. So um, when uh, the dental nachos piece uh, I wanted to start a Facebook group where I thought I would talk about implants and practice management. And I thought there would be like a few hundred people on it. Right. And I said, what could I name it? And I was thinking, you know, at that time, through a lot of your uh, mentorship, you know, I'd become a, a broker, a speaker, a dentist. So I said, that's like a lot of different toppings. I'll call it dental nachos. And uh, that would be like me, you know, a bunch of different toppings put together in one person. Uh, so I started that group in 2017, thinking it would just be a couple hundred people. Right. Uh, but I did pick, I think, the world's most beloved food <laughs> because people love nachos. And they were just posting pictures of nachos on the group. That's I think fine. that's what they thought it was for. It seems like it's more of like a weekend thing. <laughs> yeah, too, for it, sure. Like it's, it's like the vibe of dental nachos changes as the yeah, week goes. Yeah, yeah, very true. Day. It's like, you know, as we're recording the show, it's a Friday afternoon. Yeah. I, there'll be some like good nacho oh, pictures yeah, very tonight true. and tomorrow. And it's like less clinical stuff, yes. you know, which me as a lawyer, when I'm scanning through dental nachos <laughs> and I see a picture of an x-ray, I just flip <laughs> on right. and just keep going. But, you know, I actually will stop and look at the nacho play. I'm like, hey, who's where are these Yeah, people? yeah. You and know, that, this happened last night and, and I, I'm proud of it. And, you know, people were posting it. Saying every nachos, and I like fun. You know, dentistry dentists can tend to take themselves too serious. Dental school can be very dramatic, so I like fun, and I kind of represents my theme of you know, nachos are meant to be shared. They can get a little messy sometimes, but you know, meant to be shared. I think when people go to a restaurant, whether you're with uh, strangers or your your friends, there's always always. And Rob and I, we have a, we get a chance to go out to eat a lot. Like you know, you go to a restaurant, you're going to order your own entree, right? But then when you ask the table. 
what kind of appetizer do you want? Everyone kind of does like, you know, oh, I'm not going to say the thing, right? I'm not going to say calamari or the piquillo peppers. When people say nachos, I'm going, I'll have those too. Right. So I just like that they kind of, you know, uh, bond us all together. And that's a dental term too, bonding. So it's like, I just think that uh, dentistry could use more of it, you know, sharing, collaborating, stuff will get messy. And, you know, in one of my favorite shows is Seinfeld. Some listeners will know the yada yada episode. So it's like, yada yada now we're in 2019 two years later and there's like close to 14,000 people in the group uh what i think is interesting and elvis is a good example you know when you're a core fan of something or a loyalist you think like i knew it back like you know when there was no thing around elvis but then some people go for the first time and they're like this is a great place so i think you know we're getting it's such an interesting thing to have all these great dentists and team members and robs and reps in in dental nachos from 2000 and 17, but then we're constantly getting influx of new people, like right. a restaurant, who think, you know, it's the first nacho picture they've ever seen on a Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's truly a community. And I think, you know, the, the there are a lot of Facebook groups out there, and obviously, but I think, and I'm biased, <laughs> you know, to say that I, I really like your Facebook group. But I think what you've done with that is, uh, is really remarkable in that your personality has somehow, you've been able to transfer that to this Facebook group, you know, like it's got your vibe, you know, even with however many, what did you say, 14,000 yeah. people now, it still has Paul Goodman's, you know, kind of footprint on it. I appreciate it. I work hard to make that happen because uh, and it goes with a couple things that when our podcast we talk about, like, I don't want to be everything to everybody. So there's more clinical groups. There's more business groups. Nachos is the nacho group. I do my best to share guidelines and protocols for the group. Like, you know, you can challenge ideas, but don't attack people. Just be nice has become one of the catchphrases. And it really is for everybody. To me, you know, the dental space needs more groups or playgrounds or communities where everybody in the space is there. A banker, a dentist, a hygienist, an assistant, dental-focused attorney. And that, to me, is the fun part because a lot of groups are only dentist only or right. team member only. doesn't mean that they're – we go to sushi restaurants sometime when Mrs. Nacho forces me, right? So <laughs> there's different restaurants. I'm not saying it has to yeah. uh, – but I appreciate that, and I, I try hard to create that vibe. Uh, well, I think, be, I think you do, I mean, <laughs> and, and that's it becomes like a destination for all things. So, you know, you can – you know, and again, if you're on one Facebook group that's dental related, it could be dental nachos and you can get all that stuff. Yeah, it's that not would... like, okay, now it's this group for the clinical stuff. And then I want to check in for this, for my particular, you know, business issue, right? Or these other topics, like it becomes like a whole thing, like which, which group are you going to look for, for this type of uh, advice or input? And, you know, there's really nothing that's that's not, you know, that's off limits when it comes to, to Donald Notch. Yeah, and, and that's, that's why you're, you're, it's, it's, I'm uh, glad you say that. And also, that's the way I want it to be in that I think all of us grew up. I mean, you went to, to law school, you probably feel similar. Sometimes you feel like, I don't want to ask a question. People are going to think I'm stupid. I don't want to ask a question. People are going to think I should know this answer. And I want the group to be exactly the opposite. So it's become a little bit of Dennis, dental nacho Wikipedia because, and I'm proud of that because people just sort of feel comfortable asking a question and then the community answers it in a way that is, is makes the person hopefully feel, you know, positive and learning where I've been on other Facebook groups and there's great ones, but sometimes you're just not so sure you want to ask about this because people might come down to hard on you. Uh, so I'm trying to make that, and then, you know, that's like, you know, we're going to talk about C, that's what I want the C courses to feel like too. Yeah, well, let's and let's take a step back. So a lot of people have come to know you in recent years. Fourteen thousand people, <laughs> yeah, probably right, or yeah. so, right? Or maybe about thirteen thousand, yeah. right on yeah. that number. 
as a result with with the nachos. But this is not your. This is not the beginning by any yeah. stretch of where, of your involvement, and you're doing you know this kind of. Uh, this kind of work and so and, and i can say i knew paul goodman yeah. when you know but take everybody back to how you got involved and, and interested in in uh, building you know, communities of, of dentists i mean to me i always like you know when i was a person in dental school and i didn't run for class president but the groups you know my friends would say get involved with leading and you know you got a good personality you mediate things well i like groups and people should get along more uh, from my parents especially my mom you know uh, be friends with everybody, be kind to everybody. Doesn't mean I've always succeeded in that, but I, I like when, you know, people who do the same thing like Dennis should like each other. I mean, one of my jokes is no one likes us. We might as well like each other, right? <laughs> and I mean, I, I think it means means something. And one of the Instagram posts today with Daphne and Drew, that was my message because, you know, we should get together. My dad was an amazing mentor and great dentist and great friend, but he kind of always would say the same thing, Dennis, don't get along. And, you know, he had a partner, which, you know, many people didn't have work by themselves, but they go to C courses, they put their head down, they don't talk to anyone. So my Rising Dentist Study Club, which you were part of when I was 30, uh, a decade ago when we met. Right. So how long had you been practicing when you started that? Uh, really just, I was still at Einstein, just two okay. years. Okay. Yeah. So I, I so said- So you were doing your GPR? GPR and at, uh, at I finished my fellowship. Uh, so I did the multi-year GPR. I don't know a lot of people know about that, where I got to do all those implant cases, which right. was awesome. I love being in the hospital. I, I really think the, do, the the medical world has challenges, but the way they train and the way they get to know each other, I think is great because they're following around bigger, stronger doctors. They're sitting at lunch tables together. They're saying, oh, your patient at XYZ, my patient at ABC, what do you think? And there's just not enough of that in the dental community. Well, I think it's, and we've talked about this before, I think it's really the difference between, you know, a kind of a, a big company, a corporation, and a little, you know, small, medium-sized business. Same thing with, with law firms yeah. and lawyers, you know. And I think you you talk about this in, in different contexts. You know, we have a bunch of lawyers that work in my firm. You know, we can all talk to each other right. and, and bounce things off, and there's that, that community spirit. But when you are the only dentist in the office, right, and you have a bunch of employees and, and some assistants and hygienists, you know, that, but there, you might just be the only person, the only dentist. Rather. Totally right. Yeah. I mean, I, one of my things I say in most lectures is, you know, being a dentist, you can be surrounded by people, but feel very lonely because you're the only person who can do certain things. And, you know, I, I, I know I'm the, you know, the favorite client here and I get to come into the office and see everybody. And I, you know, your team is awesome. Uh, I think if you even, you guys thought about it, you probably share and talk about client related issues, maybe more than law related issues. So I think dentists think, who am I going to ask to, you know, am I going to have anyone tell me how to cement a crown? And I actually mm -hmm. think that's not that challenging to figure out on your own. Right. But when a young dentist comes into our office and asks Jeff and I, this patient doesn't want to do this bridge because of this, what do I do? That's a patient related issue. Sure. You know, so you as the, the seasoned attorney, you might have a young attorney and say, this client thinks this, is that normal? And you say, even though it doesn't sound normal, it is. Right. <laughs> or the other way. So I think that's the real value of collaborating with peers. I think in dental school, you think I need someone to ask these technical issues to. But it, you know, I think most groups of, of professionals really are trying to figure out client and business related issues. And it's not easy to do on your own. And in, in, dental, in dental school, they just don't foster collaboration with people. So the Rising Dentist Study Club, which you were part of, Rob, you're a card-carrying member. We didn't have right. cards, but we should have had cards. Um, you <laughs> it, know, it, you, was, it was a lower-budget event. Yeah, yeah, it was lower. There and, were no and, cards and, and, um, I wish I could go back and get – I actually have some funny uh, Word documents from that. I'll try to look yeah. for them. 
But the goal of it was, I hope dentists get together early in their career so they will like each other more late in their career. And that was the whole goal of it. And, and, and that was very early in your career. And so yeah. you were really getting involved in, in that space well be, before most people would even consider that from a professional totally. standpoint. Totally. And, and most of the traditionally, and there's nothing wrong with it, traditionally in the dental world, when you go to a study club, it's run by a specialist who puts it together. And it could be in a very genuine way, but he's working with the general dentist for referrals and he's providing information and or she's providing it but i was doing this for the uh, the love of the ce game because i was doing it not not near my practice and i'm not a specialist right i was doing it to foster this community in philadelphia which you remember we had some at bars occasionally where i worked right uh, i would find spaces i mean it, yeah think so tell of, people what that was i mean yeah. it was really the, the traditional yeah, it was you know, old school you there was know, a place i called. worked at 18th and walnut which is a, uh, a sushi place now but they had a two levels and i worked for uh, that bar uh, collected for a while. So I would get the second space and I would ask to put the stuff on the TV and I, uh, it was all free to come to, but I would get sponsors to pay for the food right. and I would try to get the C credit. How many know. people did you typically? We, I, I, I mean, this is actually a good message I teach my team is that it showed me how people don't value free. So back in the day, I would get like 35 people to sign up for free, but only 18 to come. So it was great. Uh -huh. But if I could go back to that Paul Goodman, I mean, it's one of the things we talk about. I'd actually make everyone pay $5, and uh -huh. then they all would come. And I wouldn't even care if I gave them their $5 back when I got there. Right. But it's a good message about, so I would get probably about 18 to 20 people, get local speakers, you've contributed. We have all different types of topics, a lot like dental nachos. How, how frequently did that group I, I was doing it once a month for a period of time prior to having uh, kids and Mrs. Nacho and practice responsibilities. But over time, what happened was, uh, and it's like, it was a lot of work to run a monthly event, mm -hmm. but I always kept the yearly event, which you come to, that was at uh, Maggiano's, I right. people like that food. So uh, we have a yearly event and I brought in uh, all different types of speakers. One time I brought Mike Totola, I brought in uh, management consultants, and that was the, the fun yearly event, which has now kind of grown up into what we do at the Union League with you. But um, that yearly event was great because, uh, and you, you you were kind enough to sponsor, support the chicken parm, Rob. We appreciate it, right? <laughs> There's a lot of key people at chicken Sorry. parm because of uh, your, your dental lawyers. We appreciate it. Uh, but uh, that was that was fun because people kind of put it on their calendar as a yearly event. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted. It was kind of getting the band back together, the reunion. I'm kind of that person. I, 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 I like to be that person that drags you to the gym and takes you for margaritas afterwards. I might say kindly annoy you like... People remember getting my emails and my calls to come to these things. Well, they were really, you know, and the group started really. They were your friends, yes, like your right. extended friend, you know, from peer dental group, school, professional, you know, peer group. Yeah, and you know? you know what's amazing is like I can only really draw from New Jersey and PA, right? Because I didn't know anyone else outside of that. So if one of my friends moved to Texas, they rarely would come to that event because. The C world now with, you know, we talk about Mark Costas and our dentist team boost. It was just a lot different than it was just all local stuff. Yeah. But, but so much has changed. Yeah. And we'll talk about this some more too, but I mean, that's the difference between even in, in my, uh, in my business and, and how we are able to, uh, to reach people and the impact that we can have that go well beyond, you know, the Philadelphia area. I mean, back then it was, you know, if you were going to have a study club, that was it. It was all boots on the ground, yes, you know, yeah, bricks yeah. and mortar, like all this electronic stuff that really transcends borders and, and goes all around the country. It just obviously, you know, it's not that long ago, but no. it was so very different. Yeah, right? and, and this way is markedly 
better with the reach. I have someone coming to boost camp next week from Portland, Oregon. It's, I mean, that's just awesome. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's great that I'm, I always like to kind of break down a system in my head, all the decisions. And it's like, it's great that you could get that information to someone in Portland. They could act on it. They can make the flights. It's like, that wasn't available back in, back in the day. You just wouldn't be able to do that. So we, we really have been able to cohesively put the dental world together. However, you know, the online world, you know, I always say when, when patients ask me about treatment plans or what they should do, I always say true informed consent is just a heads up, you know, heads up. This is going to happen if you do an implant, but it's not always, always, you know, the online portion to be able to connect instantaneously also sometimes comes without the ability to have context with it. So there's, there's to me being this medium age dentist, I'm used to just being genuine and saying, Oh, you know, come to this event, do this thing. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of it face to face back then. Now, when you do it on Facebook or Instagram, it's just, it's a whole new way of communicating that I just think we're learning about. It's the modern word of mouth, right? It used to be that word of mouth was you were in the room with somebody or you've picked up the telephone, right? You know, and said, Hey, I'm, I'm having this event. It wasn't like, you know, you would do the big email blast, but now word of mouth is, you know, a a Facebook post or a Instagram post. But so like, but even back then, you know, and, and I know, you know, I know this is not a moneymaker yeah. for you by any stretch, and everybody should know that. That, that Paul Goodman, Doctor Nacho, is not getting rich off of yeah. this, uh, off of dental nachos or any of these events. Yeah. But um, you know, throughout your dental career, you've done this. Like, what? What's the attraction? Why? Uh, do you, why do you do it? I mean, to me, it's a, it's a great question. What for me, it's it's one of the things where people people will spend a lot of time and effort to do things that are fulfilling, sometimes it could be skiing, sometimes it could be learning to play a musical instrument. I just really like people. Uh, the events that I have are like my favorite days of the year. They go by too quickly for me. Uh, of course, you know, just with event planning the day before, you're sometimes like, why did I even decide to do this? But then you know the day of the event, the why part to it. Um, I do really think that there's an urgency to help dentists and dentistry pass along information and collaborate. I mean, one of my most favorite rants on a uh, dental nachos is, you know, and, you know, we talk is like dentists could get in trouble for collusion, right? I mean, they could, they technically could get in trouble if they colluded. <laughs> I said, there's no worry of that because they would never be able to agree on when the movie, when the meeting for the illegal collusion is. And it's one of my jokes because we can't even get together for a C course, let alone have some wide scale uh, dropping of spoiled guac PPO. And that's why I do it because I like to get dentists face to face in a room get them talking to each other. And uh, I mean, we probably all have these friends, and if you don't have this friend, you are this person, uh, where you know you drag someone to have drinks, you drag someone to play golf, and they, they don't want to go, and you have to bo- bother them. But then when they're there, they say, this is great, why don't we do it more often? Yeah. And that's my CE people, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm gonna start taping. I mean, the thing I love is all, we have iPhones and all that stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like tape one of my tough, see customers at the end and say, do you enjoy this? And I'm going to text them that to sign up for the next one. Right. Because, you know, it's tough. I mean, we're also, as I grow up and become a medium age dentist, it's like people have a lot of responsibilities with their family and business. But I think as we talk about, and you've taught me, Rob, about being purposeful. I mean, this is an investment in your career. This is what you're doing. I mean, this is what you've chosen to do with your life. And I think it's just the way it enhances your ability to be a dentist from a leadership perspective, management perspective, clinical perspective, you can't experience it unless you're there. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool the way, you know, you say that these are events and you look forward to it and it goes by too quickly. It's, it's almost like you're talking about a wedding yeah. and I think that's a cool thing. And, and that vibe definitely comes through. And, and it did back in the old days when it was really, 
you know, Paul Goodman's dental school buddies. Yeah. And now that is, has grown and evolved into, you know, Paul Goodman's, you know, extended, you know, social media, Facebook group, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, the, uh, it still has that same sort of like, Hey, we're getting together with a bunch of friends and it's going to be this great day. And, you know, to me, I, I think it's just, a, it's, it's awesome. You know, I speak at, uh, at a lot of events and have done, you know, presentations at, you know, the, the traditional yeah. kind of uh, dental meeting and, uh, you know, CE kinds of things. And, uh, there's just no comparison, you know, and I think again, as you've been able to put your, uh, you know, imprint on the, uh, the person your personality imprint on the Facebook group, you do it with your events too. I, they're, pr- I they're, appreciate that. They're not like, they're not your ordinary <laughs> yeah. as you like to well, say, I mean, but you it's know, true. I'm the type of person who like, you know, as we, you know, Mark Casa said a very funny thing when he opened his event at the Dental Success that he goes, you know, the, the, uh, the local events, it's like, you got, there's like a dental dentist disease going around. It's like, where's my credits? What do you do? If you go to them, you want to get in and out before you catch that. And I, and I think that's a shame. That's what happened to a lot of the local CE and that they just don't have the vibe. It's sort of like, I got to punch this card and sit there and eat the rubber chicken and, and, and running events are hard. I mean, that's, that's the hardest part. I mean, that's an you know, understatement. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, all the things that go on, I mean, there's really a great for our listeners. I don't know if you had a chance to watch, but, uh, if anybody wants to really understand me, uh, the, show seven days out or seven days away from yeah, it's Netflix, called the Net- Netflix yeah, from the 11 really cool. Madison Park episode with these chef and the right. owner. I mean, I just love that episode. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's how it's supposed to feel. And you've, and, and that's how dentists don't like to feel right. It's, it's chaotic. It's like, you're doing these events. People, some people can come something inevitably goes off script, not wrong. You know, something inevitably goes off script and you got to be prepped for it. But what you get out of it is great. Cause you get all these great people with new relationships. Life. I've had people become, you know, lifelong friends from it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, you know, the Rob Montgomery from Maggiano's, the Rob Montgomery now is a resource for dentists. And that's what I try to do, put them resources, whether it's bankers. I mean, I kind of have this circle of dentisting life presentation going on, which I talked about at the Costas seminar. It's like, you know, and we talk with Jamie Amos for startups and acquisitions. It's like, you know, in this group that we'll have at the dentist team boost, there'll be a hundred people, maybe 20 of them are looking to buy a practice and, you know, 20 have bought a practice and they can talk together just like the parenting, you know, we're parents. It's like, yeah. you know, I talk to you, what do you, what should I expect when someone's, uh, uh, 12 years old? And even though it's be a little different when my daughters are 12 years old, it's good to know that stuff, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I think dentistry just needs more and more of it. Like the Casas event with 650 people at it is just magical. I mean, you get to meet all these people who, and you know, the, you were mentioning it, like the Facebook thing is funny because it's like these cast of characters that come off the page, you know, it's like, oh, you're, you're from the nifty thrifty or business of dentistry or, you know, right. dental clinical pearls, right. you know, and then I th- what I think is funny about me and I post a lot of pictures about me and uh, I'm, I'm an enthusiastic person, but when it's not my event, you know, I love being part of it. I'm there, I'm talking to people, but I think I'm more mild mannered than people assume. So it's like I sneak up on right. him, like, oh, you're, you're the nacho guy. I'm like, you just look like an ordinary guy. I, I am ordinary. Right? So right. it's funny because, well, you know, it's like, I'm curious, what, what were they expecting? Yeah, right. I always say, I do ask people that. I'm like, did you expect this? And uh, uh, that's why I like, I like going to them just as much as I like having my own because, you know, I mean, it is, it is, I mean, we, we, I have a really close friend. It's like we go to each other's uh, homes and I, I, I always will take them, you know, coming, uh, I, like when you go to someone else's house, you're the guest. It's like, you don't have to worry about the towels. Like there's no towels. Like, where? I'll take more towels, more snacks. And like, so you're going to Mark Casas event. It's like, you know, you're, you're a guest. And I, I like that aspect of it too. And one of the things I was going to, uh, I wanted to talk about with you, Robin, and you've been part of it. It's like, I also like how we've sort of morphed into seeing more than one speaker in a day. 
right. you know, because you get a lot of different, I enjoyed that at the Dental Success Summit. Dentist Team Boost is going to have that. New Dentist Boost Camp and Wall. I think there's a place for the Pasquale Venuti awesome day, awesome event. And we have Jason Smithson coming up. And I always want to put those together. I, I really enjoy when you can see a lot of different angles in one day. Yeah. Well, I think it's also, too, for you and for me, it's, it's fun to... Uh, to, to network and collaborate with these great people and like-minded people. You know, as you said, you know, you were speaking at, at Mark Costas's event, Jamie Amos is there, right? You know, it's this whole gang of, of people that, you know, I feel truly, you know, pr- privileged to be able to share the stage with. And it's yeah. just, it's so much fun when you get to this point where you are, you have now arrived where you have the ability to put those people in the same room you know, with, with each other and in, for you to be in that room yep, with totally, them, you know, yeah, and, and it's that, like how much you learn so much from those people, and they're great people. You, you know, know that I, I joke like when I go to these events, you know, what, and the same thing like if uh, your events or uh, <clears throat> ideal practices, uh, startup practice blueprint, it's work, sort of, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Like, no. I mean, uh, it's a part of my job that I love because I know that I'm going to go, and and I just I have an awesome time chatting with the people, with the attendees for sure. But all the presenters, it's just great. And to hear what they're doing, see how they're doing, how they're doing it. I mean, I've learned so much from Jamie as to how he uh, presents himself and, and handles himself and his business and promotes it. And, you know, it's, it's helped me become a better public speaker. It just same thing with you. And, and, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to be able to get yourself into that. And you really have into that league where you can uh, you can you have the ability to Get those people and, on the stage. And you can count on those people afterwards, too. And I just think it's that's where I think the magic of Facebook and face-to-face is better than either one on its own. Because I actually feel like a Mark Costas or a Jamie Amos is part of my life. Like, I do feel that way. And and I may only see them face-to-face twice a year, but it's meaningful to see them at because you're communicating through Messenger. They're tagging you on Facebook. So that's where I feel the dental community and you don't have to be a Jamie Amos. You can be two years out of school coming to these events and meeting someone for a job or, or meeting a company that can help you make your practice better. I mean, I, I mean, I also, I just want to share, like every time I go to an event, I'm a practice owner too, right? I mean, I bring right. that part with me. And on the Mark Costas one, I was just walking around as a practice owner, meeting sponsors, totally relaxed, right? I'm not in my office. Uh, no one's yelling me at the moment right might happen soon but in the not in the moment and my brain is free to say oh i mean we met someone for a a payment pro you know something for payments i I met at the last one for mark i I thought it was really cool idea and i may want to incorporate in my office so it's like this decathlon that you do or this i don't i I guess decathlon sounds it, it was this tasting menu which i call my boost camp a tasting menu of being able to watch lectures meet new friends talk to people and learn about um new technology and I just think uh, my message is, you know, I just hope dentists continue to support it wherever they are, you know, whether it's locally, sports them locally, sports them nationally, because uh, this is our industry and these are our people. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and it's a nice thing to be able to kind of select who those people are, too. Right. You know, and, and you've you've surrounded yourself with some really exceptional people. And that's part of what, you know, what you get when you go to a Paul Goodman's uh, Paul Goodman event. It's like this is the pre-screened, you know, creme de la creme. Yeah, you know? that's these, what I want. This is not the people that are trying to get involved and trying to get into the industry or trying right. to get them. I and, you know, nothing against those people. But 
this is you know the uh, the thought leaders, the established people, and and this is the the gang, you know, the the A team who you want you want to be working with. Exactly, and it was even when it goes down to you know, Dennis or you know, we're, they're they're my people, and I'm one of them. We're we're a unique group, and like even if you just talk about like you know sponsoring of things right so somehow people go to a baseball game and they're totally cool that there's 15 sponsors there for the phillies but you know at an event they say i don't want any sponsors i'm like okay but you have to pay double like i'll take some sponsors right because sponsors support an event but what i think is just great is that i create a culture that sponsors have to act in a certain way too everyone's got to kind of be part of the nacho feel in the best way. And you know, uh, and, and what is that? Or, I, or, or what isn't? I mean, basically probably, yeah. the best way to put it is you come as your person first and your other thing second. I mean, right. come as a, a person in dentist second, come as a, a person first and a banker second, come as a person first and you know, the three M rep second. And that's all cool, but don't, mix them up like you know don't be like the guy trying to get someone sign up for a gym you know, gym membership right. it never works out well i mean there's a famous family guy with that it's hysterical i mean it's like everybody knows that feeling of the person who's trying to give sell you the moisturizer at the mall or the gym membership thing and you know i'm in this moment i know i'm just kind of you know sharing about sponsors but it could also sometimes be same thing with speakers right, right. come as yourself first and if you do this so you know um uh I always always think it's funny too because i don't think those tactics are very success, successful anyway because, you know, if, if someone speaks and they only talk about why they've, you know, got the secret sauce, it doesn't make people want to purchase that secret sauce. It's just, you know, be yourself first. And if you add this value to the community, people find out about it. Yeah. Well, I think it's in like dentistry is the same way. I mean, yeah. everything, you know, the law, banking, uh, dentistry, all these things, they're really, they're, they're commodities. You know? Right. I mean, it's not like we're the only ones that provide yeah. that service. So, uh, you know. And, and so what differentiates you from other people when you're providing a commodity is all the rest of the stuff, yeah. you know, and, and that's what you're talking about. These are the intangibles. This is like, you know, this is the person who's good at this and they're a good guy. And this yeah, is, this totally. woman is, you know, very, uh, she's bright. She's the best at, at, at this particular you know, discipline, but she's a pleasant person and, and fun to have in the room totally, yeah. and, and, and a networking event. And, and that's, and that's what, differentiates the people that are just kind of in it for a quick hit and the people that are able to kind of get more penetration and become the trusted advisors and, and really be able to, you know, be a, a meaningful contributor to the network. I, I, I totally agree. And that's why I, you know, am bringing in, you know, new people, we have seasoned people, we have people who've been there for a while. I also, I mean, and we, we've collaborated on a lot of great events. I always try to have a fun social thing. We have one, if you, you know, if you come to Philadelphia, uh, I do, I do have to say that we have a great, uh, walkability to our city. So it's like, everything is in a three block radius from Elvez to the social event, to the, to the meeting. And I, I always think that's important too. Like a, a fun thing where people just meet each other. And, you know, I, I usually try to have like a name tag thing, like your name and something about you because, um, what I impress upon young dentists is these connectors can help them in a lot of ways. And they do it in a genuine fashion. You know, they, they, you know, we have all these young dentists looking for jobs. Some are looking for, I mean, the, you know, we had Todd Fleischman on our, on our uh, podcast. He's, he's such a great role model. I mean, he went out when he was younger, uh, went to events and he got a practice out of it. And I just don't think dental school impresses that upon them. Yeah. 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 And I think what's interesting too, what, what you do and, and how you've, you've really evolved too and and just with the world so like we talk about the kind of the, the old school events and a lot of them are kind of becoming like dinosaurs totally in that model and you've been very uh kind of growth minded 
when it comes to you know keeping up with the times and and i think and i know you know as as a friend and and you know sort of somewhat partner in, in some yeah. of these things that, that i see that you have a very uh very progressive approach you know you're not trying to do the same thing over and over again you know if, if it's if there's another new way to reach people and a better way to reach people you're doing it and and you've evolved so much past not that there was anything yeah. wrong with the old rising uh right was it was the rising, rising dentist aesthetic club of philadelphia yeah wow it's a mouthful no, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it wasn't I'm a good name dental nachos is better yeah. That, right? yeah we, we shortened it just dental so nachos you've improved yeah. a lot yeah, of ways thanks. right but you know that was you, you've evolved beyond that because and and i think what's what's really cool is you know your passion for seeking out kind of new and better ways to to do this mission to to reach people and to contact people and to put people together and uh you just you're not kind of doing the same old brewski you know and Mm -hmm. and and you've used social media to do that uh, your YouTube and your videos and, and you yeah, know, I, I love thing. that. I mean, basically when it comes down to it, I mean, I love communicating with people and I love how communication works, but I, I also know what I'm good at and what I need help with, you know, and I have people help me with Instagram. I mean, Instagram stories is a whole new way for a thousand people to see what you do. Sometimes you're seeing a picture of Drew. Uh, sometimes you're seeing a picture of a C course, but those, those are the ways that you get aware. I mean, you use, I use your term a lot, awareness of the things that are going on. And, and that's why, it's no different in your dental practice. And I give my dad a lot of credit because when I joined the practice, he's sort of like, whatever you want to do new here, Paul, just tell me the why and we'll do it. And that's why we brought an in-house specialist and do implants. And we brought in other programs because he was really, I learned from him, you know, like you don't, you know, nobody wears the same clothes forever. You know, nobody has the same computer forever, but sometimes he will say, they're, they're just afraid to embrace something new. I mean, you know, you guys have done a great job with, you know, our podcast is shared on Instagram. So there's a whole group of people who know about that now. Yeah. And there's going to be something past Instagram. Well, but it's wild, though. Yeah. And as you said, though, but, but people sometimes are like, oh, is, is, is things going to change? Things are changing. You know, <laughs> yes, of course they're changing. They, they, that, that is the constant. They will continue to change in the dental industry, in the economy, in everything. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of, take 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 that for granted but i i think what the nice thing is that the group that you've built and the group that we're able to associate with is really a lot of like-minded people and i mean like-minded in the sense that they are more growth-minded you know and that they're oriented towards change and looking for new ways to do things and to evolve and i think anybody and and you could take this to a a dental practice management you know use that in that context and say how am i running and operating my practice if you have had a practice for 20 years and you're doing the same thing today that you were doing 20 years ago you have been left behind you may not realize it but you've been left behind and it's just the process of any business any industry any profession to continue to evolve and, and realize that things are going to change. And you have to change with that. And I think what's important is dentists, when it, if we have our listeners listening, they think, well, I keep up with my dentistry. And they usually, a lot of times they do. But it's all the other things. Like, you know, five years ago, we instituted text messaging to patients for appointments. And some people have not embraced that. And they're missing out on lots of money and patients because of that. And then recently, one, one of our sponsors, affiliate, Local Med, essentially does real-time online scheduling. So I'm excited by all of that change. And with the CE, um, and you, you've helped me 
become more aware of this. It's like our new dentist boost camp. We have 12 people live, but sometimes we can have a hundred or more on our live stream because we're changing, you know, we're producing content and we're allowing other people to watch in on it. We're going to do the same thing for dentist team boost. And what just is so exciting to me is that you can be up there, Rob, on uh, June 1st, talking about making good decisions in your dental practice from a legal perspective or from working with advisors or being purposeful. And people could be sitting a foot away from you hearing it. And then people could be a thousand miles away hearing that same information. That just is exciting to me from a CE perspective because that hasn't happened yet. Uh, there is recorded online content and then there is live content. And I'm trying to create the feeling of being at the concert and watching the concert at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting to me because I think it's a different energy than just watching a recording. Yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, and, and you see through that too. And I think that's something that you've, once again, that you've done well and you've been very progressive yeah, with. Yeah, that, that, that has been a, that to me is the next frontier. And I, and I what's interesting to me is, and you know, this is, you, you made a, a good comment because running live, live C events is not a way to make money. If you want to spend a lot of time and, get it and, and, and stress yourself out and not make money, do live C events. Now, <laughs> that, when you, that is no joke. Yeah, right. That, I mean, is, because, that is the absolute truth. I don't think Dennis, I mean, Dennis know overhead very well. And I'm, I'm going to do this one time when I, maybe Dennis, like, you know, Dennis, what's your overhead? That's your favorite thing. Like, what's your bench press? What's your overhead? Mine's 40, 60%, 50%. I'd be like, hey, I'm really busy. What's the overhead for this? It's, it's 120%. So I'm, I'm paying all of you to sit here. So, I mean, I joke with that way because, you know, the venues, the food, uh, is all a big expense, but I, I love doing it. I just want to, to add in this live stream component because I think I can reach more people in a way where sometimes they watch it at home and sometimes they're there. And, you know, sometimes if you're in the middle, you know, we had someone reach out to us from, it was really very poignant from Kansas and uh, said, thanks for live streaming your new dance boost camp. I've been out for six or seven years and I don't really know how to keep up with some of this stuff. And what I learned over three days is changed my life. And, and one of them, one of my things is uh, I teach you how to make anyone stop crying with this water bottle trick. And right. she'd use it on her child. Right. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever because I'm probably never going to see that person face to face, but she was able to consume it. But I might, I did say to her, I always kind of kindly say, oh, you, I, this is what we do, do, Rob. And we got to say more of this, you know, it's people's patriotic duty to come to the birthplace of the, the nation, right? Isn't <laughs> right. that the time? You can Absolutely. see, ring the Liberty Bell. Don't tell him we said he could do it. You could see George Washington's real tent. Uh, but I just love that you can have all this attention from your like-minded people at the same time. And I mean, you've been a great uh, contributors probably, and you said such a good thing about change because there's something happened. We're talking five years from now that we can't even foresee now. Right. You know, right. for sure. So let's talk about some of the, uh, the events specifically, because now, as we, you know, said, we joked a little bit about new boost, new yeah. dentist boost camp three with a yeah, Roman yeah. numeral, but this is the third time you're doing. So that's, that's sort of an ongoing thing. Tell everybody what uh, briefly what, what I mean, that's all about. What happens at that New origin Dennis story Camp. was this is not this is total truth. I was eating nachos at Alves with Mary. Uh, I was getting multiple messages from young dentists about the exact same thing. This goes back to the fact that most people don't feel comfortable sharing personal things on social media. So, but they and I'm very glad they feel comfortable with me. But I was I said to Mary, it would be great if I could answer all these at the same time. And that's when the new Dennis Boost Camp struck me. And I said, why don't I put together three days where people learn about how to do improve their clinical skills, their verbal skills, talking to patients, and how they think their way through dentistry. And it was going to be nacho ordinary. It wasn't just going to be, we have class two composites. We have crown preps, Todd Fleischman, Matt Costa. But we also have Rob Montgomery's and Jamie Amos. And we have David Harris coming this year. But the way I do it is each event has some new topics and some old ones, like a concert. So mm -hmm. you always can check in on a new one. 
And that's really for students, residents up to six years in practice to be there live. I will say that the content is for any dentist. I mean, you know, when Todd Fleischman tells you how to do veneers better or someone tells you how to do a class two composite better, that's for all dentists. Uh, But we really just try to have this affinity group of uh, young dentists. You've been kind enough to contribute to all of them, Robin. You see that we have this live version with the social part and the learning and learning from each other. But that's the thing I really love to live stream because some of this information is urgent to them. I mean, you've been good enough to talk about employment contracts or, or, acqui- or acquisitions, and they turn on their TV. It's not a TV, their computer, and they're learning about it live. So that's the new dance boost camp. Right. So that's sort of like the, the in-person version, once again, of dental nachos. You get a little yes. bit of everything there. But, and, and that's something, obviously, it's, it's part of the theme of, of our, our podcast, and it's very much uh, a theme that, that, that you uh, uh, trumpet uh, you know, happily, uh, is that these are the things that you don't learn in dental totally. school, right? So, so this is really the more holistic sort of uh, approach to, you know, uh, dental continuing education. You know, it's not just clinical and it's not just business. It's that all this stuff, really, it does all fit together, right? Totally, they, they yeah. Impact it's, the, other, it's, the, it's the nacho plate of learning. And also I, I share with them and, I, and I'm a very, it's interesting when people meet me, you know, I'm very enthusiastic, I'm very positive, but I also want to be, I coined this, uh, term dental realism, right? Like, like I also want to be realistic with them. These are the things that are coming next month for you. These are the things that are coming in six months. It'd be like, if you had, if you were going to, I mean, not, we have our second, our second small human. I don't, if we, people would look at us like we had three heads. If I said, maybe I'll get a crib someday. When's the baby coming tomorrow, right? <laughs> you better go to the crib store now. <laughs> so people would be like, maybe I'll learn about, you know, signing an employment contract or learning how to do an implant. Uh, but if you're if you're going to need to pay your loans and and take care of yourselves, as you help me understand it, this is happening real time for you. Yeah. Um, so that's our version of the new dentist boost camp, and then we have the dentist team boost coming up. Right. So that's coming, and this is the first time that you've done that. First dentist team boost. So what's tell everybody what? what that, I mean, that what came happens. from you want to, your our good ideas from a few years ago. My whole concept, even back in the day, was to merge practice management and clinical. Because my thing, Rob, is there's they're the same. If you want to institute a 401k and someone says that's a business decision, it affects you clinically. If you want to put in implants in your practice that you think is a clinical decision, it affects your business. So my whole thing is it's all the same. But Mm -hmm. dentistry has had kind of this arbitrary, like, this box is clinical. This topic is business. Well, dental dental school has done that to people, right? You know, it's like, like, uh, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of a a good example because we could use it for marriage or parenting. Like, you know, it's like these things are are happening at the same time in in the game you're playing of dentistry. So the Dentist Team Boost, I'm so excited for this one because we have uh, eight to ten different speakers talking about uh, a practice management topic, a leadership topic, a clinical topic. So it's like a tasting menu where people are going to get something that they want. And then... I'm going to be happy that they're there to hear what they need. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people signing up to hear Mark Costas talk about multi-practice ownership, thinking I am here to buy five offices at once, right? But then they hear Matt Costa talk about class two composites, and they're like, I needed to know that for tomorrow, right? Right. right. So you kind and, of get some of them, they're going to learn things that they didn't even know, yes. didn't know that they needed to know. And right? what's interesting is like, cool. I mean, I think of it's like a, ba- a concert where like there's 10, 10, 10 groups, 
and you think your favorite group is the one that you came to, and you like them, you, they do great. Right, right. And then you say, oh, I didn't even know this was a group, right? You yeah, know, yeah. and, I, and I, I'm That's really- That's jazz fest for yeah, me, right? Yeah. New Orleans jazz fest, yeah. you go, and it's like uh, just taking notes of all these and, bands uh, I'd never heard of, and it's like, cool. I love, I mean, I believe this, and uh, you know, this is one of my messages too with this, and it's like, I love speaking, I've done it for years, but like, I'm always the youngest speaker when I go, and I've been that way for 12 years, which I think is very disturbing, because I don't see any new Paul Goodmans at any event that I go to because I don't think Dennis really likes speaking. So I'm trying to also cultivate new speakers uh, and saying, and guiding them out of their comfort zone. So we have, you know, Dr. Desiree Yazdan, Dr. Sonny from the Dental Investment Group, uh, Dr. Dimitri. These are people who are, who are wonderful people, great at what they do, and but could be speaking to a group like this for the first time, but I'm gonna make it okay for them because I'm gonna get them to talk about exactly what they know. Right. Because I think we need more opportunities for new new and younger speakers to teach us or else we're not going to have any yeah but i think it's coming though i mean very yeah. much like, i think you see a lot of people now in facebook groups with facebook live that are uh really kind of stepping forward and and getting out there and and, and talking and presenting in in that in that forum and that medium yeah. but that really carries through the same thing that uh, that you do and, and a lot of the other younger people. And I do see, I see the Farm League. Uh, from, yeah, well, well it's Paul interesting. And it, you know, it's like, it's like I'm trying to go back. I mean, you, you tell me these great stories about your daughter, you know, and, and I, I don't even know what's going to happen to Daphne where they text instead of talk on the phone. And, you know, like the speaking world. And uh, it's really hard to find experience speaking to live crowds. And it's interesting. They can be the best Facebook livers and, right. and best of that. But it's just when you're in that group... Uh, but I think once people have potential to do, like Todd Fleischman is just becoming awesome. And I mean, you know, I've helped him. Is that I feel good about that because uh, I actually was in Harrisburg recently and uh, I have this new thing. I think you may have seen it. So I call uh, bads or baby age dentist and mm-hmm. mads or medium age dentist right. and sads or season age dentist. So it's a kind of a joke. And I mean, when you go to events, the group, the main thing is to have all of them there. And I tell them your sads are never going to see your Facebook live. I mean, not in a bad way, right. you know, but and. You, you kind of like, um, it's like, I mean, you used the example, like being able to play different musical instruments and it's to their benefit as leaders and speakers. But, you know, that is, you know, Seinfeld's classic joke is uh, public speaking is the number one uh, fear of people uh, and death is number two. So if you're at the funeral, you'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. And I'm using his joke, but it's, right, it's, right. It, it, it's true. I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's a different thing. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, you know, if you want me to help you with speaking, I'm here to do that. I, it's, it actually is probably my favorite thing of all the things to do uh presenting and speaking so uh i'm just excited for this uh next you do them well so so the who is the uh sort of the target audience or who would be a a candidate for dentist and team boost i mean i really want the team members to come because this is another thing i tell my dental colleagues and i do some coaching and buyer coaching and it's the same thing we just talked about with the dentist and clinical c a dentist should be sitting there listening to learning how their team answers the phone because they need to know that. And then the team members should be sitting there listening to how a cosmetic case is presented. So the reason I call it a dentist team boost is we have dentists and their teams coming together to watch this stuff that affects them all the time. So dentists of all ages and stages is the target audience. I'd say most people come from uh, one to like 15 years out of dental school. That's the most. But I get some uh, season age dentists who become Paul Goodman fans. I love them. And they, they want to come. And they say, I love being with these young people. And uh, I feel like, good. Like, I love being with these young people. Like, you know, I'm 41. But they're like, you're young to me. I'm like, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, it's good. But, yeah. but they meet people that may be potential partners. Totally. 
buyers, associates. And, and that's what, you know, I mean, uh, that's what I tell the younger dental crew. You have to, coming to these dental live C events is where the people who are looking to sell a practice in the next few years, looking to bring on a partner, that's where they are. And then I also say to them, to the older dentists, this is where the young people are. So I kind of put this whole group together. So uh, really any dentist team member, uh, hygienist, it's great for them. I, I try to present like you were saying, a holistic look at your dental practice. You'll be talking about uh, making good decisions basically in, in your dental life from maybe things that are non-clinical. And then we'll have someone talking about clinical. And we have Jamie Amos coming, you know, talks about, you know, uh, whatever his topic is, because uh, he talks about so many things great. He'll put in the the dentist dream, the, you know, everyone wanted to start their own band when they were a kid, right? They're starting your own practice. And you talk with him about that. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then we have just, you know, we have someone doing talking about, so, I mean, you, this is just, we have a, someone who's coming, Dr. Desiree Yasin, who has over 100,000 Instagram followers as a dentist. Right. And sharing how, as a dentist, that helps her. You know, right. and she was on our podcast talking about the, their favorite patient. And, I mean, creating your favorite patient, marketing to them. And, and I think you'll just learn a lot and have a lot of fun in a short time. Well, I think it's cool, too. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is very much, you know, out of the, uh, the Lisa Mergen's uh, playbook, though, when you're talking about leadership and, and leading the, the non-dentists that, that are part of your team, that if you can expose uh, your team to this sort of the big picture, it's easier for them to understand, you know, what yeah. you're doing this uh, Instagram uh, campaign. And if you see the person talking about, you know, Desiree talking about Instagram and how she uses it, it's, it's, it's powerful for those people that are actually executing on this stuff to actually hear it themselves. Too, yeah, very true. And, and we're just, you know, it's like, to me, that's like the old time sharing stuff. It's like, I do this, this works for me. I mean, we, we you know, we share it with as business owners, as parents, as, as friends, you know, as golfers, right? You know, it's like people get together, they love sharing golf tips with each other. And I want them to feel the same way about dental tips or, or parenting tips. You know, this is, and uh, to kind of break down barriers between, you know, I think what's, what's cool is, and I felt this at the Dental Success Summit, I might go up and speak and talk about, you know, survival and thrival tips for a piece of the conference, but then I get to sit in the audience as a participant and meet all these people. And I just love that experience because uh, the audience starts to talk to you. You know, I liked your presentation. What do you think about this? And the people come up to you who are about to buy a practice, they're like the ones about to have a baby, you know, they want to know. Right. And, uh, I just think, you know, I appreciate all you've done in, in helping helping with all this uh, uh, too, Rob, and getting us the Union League. We appreciate that. That's a big part. The Union League, I, I, it's I a fun use place. that. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you get the Union League? I asked my friend Rob. He gets it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, Am I allowed to tell the uh, the jacket story, Paul? Oh, you can. You can tell it. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. So the, the first time that we went into the Union League, and I forgot, because I know Paul's a busy guy, I forgot to remind him that... The dress code, being yeah. what it is, and, and it's relaxed for for the events. Yeah. You know, right? You just can't wear jeans and, and sneakers. But if you're going to actually be walking around the club, um, you you have to wear a, a jacket <laughs> and preferably a tie. And I, I'm, I'm say as I say this, I'm like I could still see Paul because it was so funny. <laughs> and so Paul, you know, came from I guess I think you're coming straight I, from uh, Einstein, yeah, yeah. or you know, like you have 15 things going on. He came flying into the Union League. He didn't have a sport coat. <laughs> And so they gave you the uh, the, the loner sport coat. <laughs> yeah. and, and as I tell the story, Paul, I could still see it in my mind's eye. You're you're totally serious, having this conversation, pointing around the room <laughs> with this jacket that like covered your knuckles. Yeah, yeah, I know. that was great. <laughs> it, was, it was built for like a six foot four, three hundred pound person. Because there's like this is the only way I've left. 
and I always think, and, I, and the Union League is awesome. I'm like, you think I look better with this on than not the jacket on? So that was, <laughs> that was great. so funny. And, and like, and you didn't miss a beat. And like, yeah. you still are just <laughs> yeah. taking yourself seriously. And I had a hard time taking you seriously, yeah. watching you gesture with this this jacket that was literally, you know, hanging over over your knuckles. Yeah, that, that, that was so that funny. Was a great one. And I will never let you forget yeah, that. You, Bob. you don't have to. And and, and and actually, um, I like it. You know, you mentioned we. You don't have if you come to the events, you don't have to wear a jacket, but there's no jeans, and everyone looks nice. And it was funny. You know, that was a good good example of uh, I've gotten a lot of compliments, and they say, "How do you get everyone to dress so nice?" I say, "Well, it's kind of the rules, but uh, you know, it it just brings a good vibe to the event. You know, it's like uh, uh, it creating a culture of you know taking things uh, seriously, but still having fun. And uh, uh, you know, I, I just can't wait for this one, and I know I'll be wanting to plan the next one while I'm doing that one. And I just like these two events per year that we have, so. Uh, Appreciate you letting me uh, share about them. Yeah, it's fun to talk about it and you know keep up the good work. I I enjoy uh, being a part of it and uh, you know really respect uh, what you do and and your passion for it and you know keep on doing your thing, Doctor Nacho. Uh, thanks, thanks, Rob. I'm glad I contribute to the dental space and people consuming a lot more nachos. Tell me that, so I appreciate Same. it. Win win. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with the Dental Amigos, and don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.